love that song. I, I watched that movie again the other night just because I heard this song. And it's like it, it made me want to see the movie. Welcome back to KDAZ, Albuquerque's Conservative Talk, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Freedom Speak. And that was the theme song from the good and the bad and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And I, I've got this whole lineup of songs today that's just totally relevant to our conversation. And, uh, you know, ha- have you guys all seen those those spaghetti westerns? Mm-hmm. They're like some of my favorites. And do you know why they call them spaghetti westerns? They yeah, because were- they're all filmed in Italy. Well, and they were on a shoestring budget. Shoestring too. budget, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And did you notice that Clint Eastwood's character in all of those movies, he never had a name? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he continued that when he was directing. Yeah, which, which is amazing. It's like, think about how creative they had to be to do a movie in which he's communicating with people, yet they never call him by a name. It's like, it's, it's very, very good how they did that. Yeah. Hmm. It's awesome. Or like in the movie um, uh, High Plains Drifter, which is one of my favorites, at the very end where he's with the, uh, the, the little guy, and he says, who are you? And he says, you know my name. You know my name, yeah. And then uh, Pale Rider, he continues. Well, it's supposed what uh, Clint Eastwood said was that Pale Rider was kind of a continuation of Plains Drifter. Uh-huh. So That's my favorite one, by yeah, the way, High Plains Drifter. Yeah. It's like what he did to those people, and they all had it coming because of what they oh, had yeah. done to him previously. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I wanted to start off with, since we're talking about the difference between the, like, sovereignty of the states, which I think is something we need to talk about. Actually, sovereignty of the people, it, it actually goes down that low. But there was actually a Supreme Court fi- uh, ruling in New York versus United States, 505 U.S. 144 mm-hmm. from the Supreme Court in 1992. And part of it says, states are not merely political subdivisions of the United States. State government, governments are neither regional offices nor administrative agencies of the federal government. Mm-hmm. The positions occupied by state officials appear nowhere on the federal government's most detailed organizational uh, chart. The Constitution instead leaves to the several states a a residuary and inviolable sovereignty. The Federalist, number 39, page 245, reserved explicitly to the states by the 10th Amendment. And I think that's a good thing to know. It's like a lot of people believe that the federal government is the highest power when in fact that's not the case at all it this country was founded as a um a republic of individual sovereign states yep Mm -hmm. and the federal government serves the states not the other way around Mm -hmm. You probably want to weigh in on that one, don't you, Joshua? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, closer to your mic. The, the people are all independent nations. You know, when we, we left England, uh, and our forefathers actually committed treason to form these documents because in England we were already uh, taxation without representation, regulations, codes, uh, permits, etc. It was the reason for the Revolutionary War. Absolutely. And so when we came over here, that's why we're the great experiment, is that uh, we fought so that we could all be kings and queens. Uh, yes, ma'am, uh, I can give you a republic, but can you keep it? Yeah. 
So one thing I wanted to cover in this hour that we've been talking about quite a bit is this homeless situation in Albuquerque and all of the things going on here with this. What's encouraging it? Why? It seems to be growing. It's like I drive down the highway every day and I'm seeing more and more tents popping up along the highway. You see more and more panhandlers on the street corners. And it seems like people are just coming to Albuquerque from all over the place. That's what it seems like to me. And Dale, you had some feedback on that, right? You wanted to talk yes, about that a little I bit. Yes, ma'am, I do. Go ahead. In this town, the homeless is a protective species. Our mayor has given them free phones. They're giving out tents and sleeping bags. Yeah, they're donated, but they're getting them out. Free phones every year. My phone is five years old right now. And how about the homeless that is going into the stores and taking the shopping carts? They're expensive. Who's paying for them? How many stores are in very bad trouble right now because of the carts? Recently, I've been in uh, physical problems because of an operation, and I had to use electric carts. And they're on Central and Coors. They've got one there at the Smiths. One electrical cart. Everything else has been stolen. I think the other day I was shot. Was it you that I was talking to on the phone? I was in Smiths shopping, and I walked into the store, and I kid you not, there was not a shopping cart to be found anywhere. And the thing is, is normally is at Smiths at Central and Tramway, Normally, that store is like busier than it was when I was in there that day. There were actually parking spaces open. I parked in there easily. But yet I walked into the store and there were no shopping carts at all in that area where they parked the carts. And it's like, well, thank God I went in there and I wasn't doing a big weekly shopping trip. I was just going in for a few items. But Dale called me on the phone and I like I have stuff in one hand already and I'm standing in front of the place where I'm going to grab some other things. I said, Dale, I can't talk to you right now because I need my other hand to carry the rest of my groceries. Well, yes, I remember that conversation. And them carts are 300 to $500 a piece. They are. I looked at them on, online. I found a cart similar to the ones that I see at a lot of the grocery stores, $375. I'm seeing these carts all over town on the sidewalks now. I mean, I was at one place I went by yesterday, and I kid you not, this person had three carts. And they are tied together as a train. Yeah. And they've got all of his stuff. Our mayor built them a place for them to go, basically a hotel or apartment building, and they are not doing that. We've got shelters that they are busting them to. They will not do that. I'm sorry, I will not allow my family to come down here from Colorado because I don't want them to see this stuff, and I will not have my sister-in-law come in because I don't know where the feces is, and I'm sorry. Where are they doing their business at? You know, I think in San Francisco, they actually have an app for your phone. Mm. They do. Basically, it's a poop locator. Wherever the poop is, it tells you where it is on the phone so you don't walk and around town and step in. And they're paying a <laughs> ton of money for the cleanup crew. Mm -hmm. Also, um, they've got an app 
Job Where is the yeah. shot <laughs> syringes and needles? And in this town, the shot syringes that we find on the street, you call the fire department and they will come out and pick it up. Do not touch it. I'm sorry. I don't want what they've got. No. Well, you know, in this if you go to to the website big D for sure uh, big D for sheriff.com um, we do comment on the homeless issue and it's something that's actually a little more dear to my heart I was homeless one time in my life and I understand what it's like to be there and how hard it is to pull yourself back out of that and um, I was homeless not due to drugs or some type of issue but because of economy and not having a home be able to pay for a home I was living in my car and I moved down here because there's more job creation, funny enough, than where I was at in Colorado. And, you know, also it was just a, a better chance and opportunity down here. So I took a huge risk to come down here and it turned my life around. And the Lord turned my life around on this too, because he brought me into a whole new place, a better law enforcement department that I was with in Sandoval. And, you know, I was able to build up my career again and do protection services on the side because the chief, it was really cool. I was the first one to ask the chief, hey, I want to do, you know, a side gig. And I see in the, because I read the SOP, hey, can I do a side gig here? And I would, I, I did the official paperwork so that I can do moonlighting for protection services and security. And I was the first one there. And when chief approved me, everybody else started asking. He said, nope, Derek beat you to it. No, only one. <laughs> so he wouldn't give it to anybody else, but I was the first to ask. So, Derek, explain what SOP is, because there's a lot oh, of people yeah. that so do not SOP know. SOP is standing, uh, what we call standard operating procedure in the department. And usually it's written out. It's, it is policy, but it also follows a lot of rule and law that's been passed down from the Supreme Court and the state Supreme Court on how law enforcement is supposed to act. I mean, it goes back to also if you work in a prison or a jail, you have to follow what's called the Duran Decree. And that also brings together your policies and procedures on how you're supposed to handle people that you arrest and detain and why you detain them and what uh, credentials you need to have to detain those people or, and or arrest. So yeah, there's, there, it, 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 it's, so it covers the standard operating procedure or SOP covers all that. And so, yeah, so I read in the SOP that we can moonlighting only if we ask the chief and go through the proper approval stage. But the chief, once I, once I did that and beat everybody to the punch, he, he started denying everybody else because everybody's like, well, I want to do it too. And yeah, I think he let a couple of guys, other guys through, but the rest he started denying. It was pretty funny. But yeah, yeah like it, it turned my life around and it, it's given me experience both in the private and public sector. And, and you know, the homeless problem the reason it's such a problem is because there's, it's hard to tell and convince somebody to take care of their own life. Here, I just gave you the story of my life and how I turned it around. But there's a lot of people out there that don't want to turn around, that sometimes are comfortable with what they're at, being kind of uh, a citizen that has no home, but yet they're a citizen to themselves. Like, like it says, kings and queens, we want to be all be kings and queens, right? Like Joshua says. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, that was the original idea. But some people just want to do that. So how do you convince them to, by law, they really have the right to be on that sidewalk because they've paid taxes in the past. So, or by law, they could be in that park, 
but yet they are disruptive of other people. So, you know, that's where, you know, constitutional law and constitutional law enforcement comes in and community involvement comes in on how are we gonna solve this problem? I mean, one of my ideas that I've been thrown out there, I, I don't know where it's gonna go, but you know, what if we got somebody who's willing to donate property and we fence it in, but we don't fence it in that they can't have freedom back and forth, but we fence it in, mm -hmm. right? For their protection, we put in a deputy or a couple of deputies there and they can watch and police that area. And then we don't charge them, but a small fee to have like a little lot and put in a, they can even build a little home. We can give them some power and some heat and bring in some food. And then maybe we can start convincing them, hey, now that you have all this, you can get a job. Here's a shower, here's, here's some donated clothes. And you're, you're probably only gonna get a quarter to maybe 40% of those people to do it. But the rest are gonna be, you know, mentally ill, unfortunately. And our mental illness problem, see, and that's where it goes in, it's our mental illness. And I've been talking about this to the state Imagine every people year. that were already a little bit mentally ill before all this nonsense right. over the past and then couple years are it. totally crazy now, yeah. mm -hmm. totally. And that are homeless because of COVID, because yeah. they couldn't pay the bills or right. they lost their business or whatever. Dale, you were shaking your head. <laughs> but here, there is so many homeless that is putting their tents up against businesses, interrupting their businesses, stopping people from going into businesses, and we protect their right to do whatever they want to. Now, wait a minute. My property is my property. I pay taxes. You have rights. I've got yes. rights. Yeah. Well, that's your property. Your right comes over their right. But the thing is, is... This is what's been found in the Supreme Court, and you know we've talked about this before, is that sidewalk, it's always the sidewalk, they say it's a city, or it always gets caught up in the sidewalk. But aren't right? there loitering laws? Lo lo there is loitering laws. laws. See, that's the thing, loitering on the sidewalk. Them. We have right. to enforce them. Yeah, but if we the enforce problem. them, they have taken over a park completely, mm -hmm. uh, right down on second, between second and Right, the dog Fourth, park. a park which yeah, is supposed to be available to the right. public to, to use at any time. Right. to use for other things besides the homeless. Yeah. And camping is definitely not allowed in those well, parks. Well, and it, it clearly states that, and that is in the city ordinance, and there's some state loitering laws also, or state statutes about certain issues to that extent of over-camping, you know, because they've tried to fight back, you know, what we call a squatting. Right. So, um because you actually the squatting rights here is actually pretty good if you find out, if you go deep into it. If you dig into the squatting rights, if you move into someone's property, you're there for 72 hours. That is your property at that point. You have to start paying the taxes, though. Well, I had a guy move into my backyard. Which is just insane. Essentially what they're saying is that you have the right to homestead on somebody's property they already own, mm -hmm. which is also mm -hmm. a, co a violation of the Constitution. Yes. Correct. Because in the Constitution, the Constitution you have the right to your have and own property. Yep. They yeah. moved into my backyard and said, a couple more hours, it's going to be mine. Well, I put their stuff out in the trash can, and it went away. And you have a right to do that. Mm -hmm. And It's my property. Is... It was a fenced-in, six-foot backyard with signs, and 
They call it the uh, city police. It has to be unclaimed property or abandoned property. Yeah, ba and you, you have to be on that property. Uh, it's like five to ten years. Five to ten years. And, and you, you have to do so tax. many improvements. I, I, I yeah, don't remember. Improvements, Between here point. and Texas, somewhere it was $10,000 in improvements over that five to ten years or something that of that nature. That was before our city council put their nose into it. Yeah, but still the state, the well, state statute trumps the city council and that's the thing where the the sheriff's department like josh was talking can come in and say hey we're done get out of you here you can't trump somebody's can't private trump property 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 well that's why i called the sheriff and had them come it's out it's abandoned property right. and stuff so that guy anybody that anytime that happens to you again just tell them like this ain't abandoned property this is my property i pay the property taxes it's abandoned property you probably pay the property taxes and do improvements those are the three key things there and it's funny there's a lawsuit I had to fight because of all those issues that happened with a property. It's long story, but you know, it's, it's one of those things that, yeah, you have to have those three criterias to say you have ownership of this. But so if you're there making the improvements, you know, you're always going to win. The problem is, is the sheriff's department, what authority do they have with homeless? Right? So if you remove them, they might sue the, the, the department, either APD or Sheriff's Department, right? Because, oh, you moved me from where I wanted to be. But then you say, well, there's loitering laws. So, so it becomes all this legal thing. But if we make a place, my idea is just, if we make a place that tells them you're free to go in and out, right? Because Tim's got it wrong. He, you know, making a hotel and all this other crap is, is a bad idea. But let's say we had a property in a prime spot. Like there's a property, I pass by it all the time on I-40. That'd be prime spot for a lot of these guys and gals that is a big open lot it's not too far from caseman it's this big open lot and it's just sitting there it's and it's all paved and i'm like there's a perfect spot to fence it in have an in and out they can go in and out as they please you know nonprofits can come in and out you know churches can come and help these people and there's a place that they can go to and feel safe and trust me there are people that are homeless want to feel have some safety and some security so i mean like I think, again, we have to think totally differently about this problem nowadays. We can't, we have to fight it under a different level. The city is not even watering that park because it's going to get that people's stuff wet. The grass <laughs> is dying. And how much money goes towards that park every year out a of lot. budgets, right? Taxpayer now, dollars. We're not allowed to go in that park. You try to go down in that park. I've been there done interviews there uh-huh and a lot of them tell you get away from me you're in my area you know and i'm not going to endanger myself with that they are taken and they just had a big cleanup over there they had four trucks city trucks there and they were picking up trash and stuff and throwing it away and I thought that they were going to move them totally out. California now is starting to, different towns are starting to move them out. Yeah, they're moving them out. Yeah. Well, many cities, Las Vegas, Phoenix, Denver, many, uh, send their homeless people here. They literally yep. buy them a bus ticket and they send them here. Yes. And the cities are, con this city is, is constantly trying to move all the, the homeless shelters and different things uh, into the heights and to yep. different places around yep. town, which are far from majority of the homeless uh, facilities, yep. all those that are the services. Yeah. Um, and well, and we, honestly, if, if anybody wants to uh, get into a home and, and change their life, 
it, you'd be just astonished at how many services are actually out here for the people. And the reason why majority of the people are in tents and whatnot uh, versus inside of those homeless shelters or different facilities is because those facilities won't, will not allow not those allow people those in people while they're in, drunk while they're or drunk. on drugs yep. or yep. any of these things. So, so they choose yep. to, to be out there yep. every day. Yep. I was out of the house at the age of 14 on my own because I did not put up the drunken alcoholics. I did not throw up a tent. I worked with different people and I got different place to live because I worked on the man's equipment all the time. I worked my way through. I stayed in school. I did not go to drugs and I will not drink. My mother was a drunken alcoholic and she died a drunken alcoholic. Now, I do not believe that that is a sickness. They can quit drinking. They will have to have help. Yes, it's a mental problem. Yes, but they've got to take a want. And there's no way they have the right to put their stuff up against a business and impede that business from doing their jobs. Well, what both me and Josh are saying is that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And they have to, the law needs to be enforced. There's laws on the books that have been approved and gone through even the courts that says, no, you cannot block this business. No, you cannot stay here. You know, you have to find a more uh, appropriate area that is conducive to the community. And that's the thing is I think what me and Josh are saying is that you, we will enforce that. You know, we're going to enforce that. But we both understand that enforcing that we're just moving the problem. So we've got to enforce the problem and then try to find a way to take care of the problem. Well, two years ago, I was going down Forest Street, and this lady comes running out in the middle of the street, throwing up her hands, and I had to lock my truck up. I did a nosedive trying to keep from hitting her. And she says, I need money. When I called the PD, I got told if you would have hit it, that gal, you'd been in trouble because that is a protective species. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> protective species? When like wildlife or what? <laughs> when do I lose my right to be on the street that I, my taxes are paying for? Well, and that, again, that's a prosecutor. Like I was, like we're taught, like I was talking about earlier. It's a prosecutor problem. The prosecutor has to understand that your rights and this a person's rights conflict and he has to then look at the evidence and see were you intentional or were you protecting yourself or whatever and then that's decided and then he usually probably should not charge you but are we have prosecutors nowadays that'll just charge you for anything yes you know and it's it's ridiculous and we shouldn't do that we shouldn't allow that and that's why we need to change our prosecutors to people that will actually follow the law of the land the law of the books and the the jurisprudence so that they understand to say, okay, Dale here had the right of way. He's on the road. He's in his car. This person walked in the middle and said, give me money. And he's like, oh, crap, boom. You know, if you would have intentionally be like, oh, and that's it. I'm going to get her and you floor it. Well, okay, the, the prosecutor's going to go, oh, this, this looks a little strange. I think Dale's lying here. So, well, you know, we need to pursue it. Well, if walked out into the street, I would have had a little more chance to stop in the truck. But she ran out in the last few seconds. And that would have been legally her fault. And if you would have called the police and stuff, they might have said what that dispatcher's an idiot. 
But honestly, if the investigation would have found that you've slammed on your brakes because you would see the skid marks, oh, I definitely you would left see the marks. hit, right? There, it, it, so understand, like, just not too long ago, it was in the news on Montoya and San Mateo. There was a young, uh, was a young man or young woman that hit a homeless guy that literally walked out. And they found that, the, here's the crazy part, they found, the witnesses said that he intentionally walked down the street. But that person ran, instead of staying, they ran, and then that was leaving the scene of a crime, right? It's, uh, uh, you know, there's a couple, a whole bunch more charges, which he got, like, uh, attempted manslaughter, all this other stuff. But the thing is, if he would have stayed, they would have heard the witnesses say he's walking unintentionally. And even the cops came out and said this. They would have heard that he intentionally walked down the street. He would have been, he would have probably not got charged at all. So that's the, the key part is a lot of people just don't trust that the cops are going to be fair and that's what we have to bring back is we got to bring back, you know, especially as sheriffs. And, and as Josh was saying and, and what I've been saying is sheriffs have to bring that back. They got to bring back that confidence. And APD needs to bring back that confidence. You know, I, I don't have much confidence right now. And, and I agree there's some issues and there's a case I'm dealing with that really causes uh, a lot of conflict with APD and other issues. But and, and also the prosecution. But at the same time, you know, we need to bring that confidence back and then people would be willing to report what's going on for you. You would probably feel more confident that, okay, if I slam my brakes and hit her, you know, I don't have to swerve and tear apart my truck and other people, you know, I know that I'm going to be safe. See, that's... If I would have swerved, I would have gone into the other lane and I would have hit another vehicle. Mm -hmm. And if I would have swerved... To the right, that would have put me onto the sidewalk, and then I would definitely be in, in trouble, and I would have took out the man's fence. Yeah. You know, I think what we're seeing a lot of, especially, I think this all started with Obama, actually, with him demonizing the police. I think that a lot of police officers nowadays are actually afraid to do their jobs. They're afraid of the repercussions that's going to happen to them if they actually enforce the law. I mean, we see a lot of things. I mean, it's obviously not legal to put a tent up against somebody's business and be camping there. It's obviously not legal to be camping in a public park in which it is not, it is not designated for camping. Right. It's obviously illegal to trespass on somebody's property and decide that you're just going to live there. Mm-hmm. But yet, these laws are not being enforced. Just like they're, they've, the mayor and the governor has just given people a pass to shoplift a certain amount of merchandise. Well, the globalist elite want to take private property away from people. They don't yes, want they us do. having private property. They want us being on social programs that the, that the government operates and is in control of. And that's the problem. If we're gonna, if we want private property, then we have to start learning our rights, and we have to, we we have to have transparency in our government. We have to have smaller government because they're constantly creating new departments, making it bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, which every one of those new apartments gets a budget, yeah. Uh, which is more money out of our pockets going towards them. Thousands of unelected you know, bureaucrats. This, Americans are supposed to be self-governing. We govern ourselves, and we have servants that are just doing the work for us. Yeah. And, and when it gets too big, it, it becomes chaotic. That's why on our dollar bill it says order out of chaos. But we're not in charge of that order. They are. 
you know, so, their chaos. So do you think these things are going on with, you know, the illegal camping, the, the illegal trespassing? Do you think it's going on because the cops are afraid to do their jobs? Or do you think it's a lack of cops, or is it a combination of things? I know it. They are scared of losing their job. They are getting rid, rolled up all the time for things that they're doing, and that looks wrong. And our mayor actually came out and tried to put it where we could not legally carry our firearms into city properties, city parks, and. He did not have that authority. Mm -hmm. Nope. Mm -hmm. That was making a gun and law, and only one that can make a gun law is the state of New Mexico. Yeah, and, and, the, and the council shot it down. We went, and I was walking in one of the parks, and a bunch of the officers were walking, and they came up and grabbed a hold of me and said, you are carrying. We know you have the permits, and we don't care what's said. You will carry. What officer? No. I what officer? Not, I will not put out their names. Well, I'm not saying to put it out now, but you need to file a complaint. No, no, That's no. That's not acceptable. No, no, no. They asked me if I was carrying and told me I needed to. Oh, okay. It's they a, were wanting sorry, to protect me. That. So they were wanting to make sure I understood that they weren't going to give me a problem for carrying in that park. Oh, those kind of them. Yeah, that, okay, so now that I understand, yeah, that's really kind of... Well, cops now no longer have diplomatic immunity, which means that they are not protected by the system. They can be held liable. They can, they can be sued personally in their own personal capacity for anything that they do that's unconstitutional. And the policies that they are supposed to enforce, the statutes and codes, uh, those are unconstitutional. So that's why you're not seeing cops doing a lot of the things that they uh, should be doing under that uh, code and statute system because they can be held personally liable. Because at the end of the day, their duty is to uphold the Constitution. Now, that's why uh, through all the COVID issues, I mean, a lot of our seniority has either retired or left the state and gone somewhere else to, to work. You know, so what, what quality of service are we actually getting into our departments? I can... Not, not to tear down our guys. They're still out there protecting themselves. They, they're doing what they believe is right. Now, I'm sure there's bad apples, yeah. but, but by the, all means, when I, when I become sheriff, you know, you're welcome to come to our department, be vetted by our vets, and, and join our constitutional uh, law enforcement so that you can actually uphold the Constitution, that duty that you took. Hey, guys, uh, we're at the 30-minute mark. Let's take a quick break, and okay. then we'll be right back, okay? Okay. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps a rolling on down the sand and tall. Looking for hard-to-find used car or truck parts? Looking for honest general mechanics work at affordable prices? Call my friend Joe at Southwest Auto Recyclers. Serving New Mexico for 30 years, veteran-owned and operated at 4025 Broadway Boulevard, Southeast in Albuquerque. Call 505-877-3331. 505-877-3331. Agave Builders is a family and veteran-owned, licensed and insured GB98 construction company. 
I'm Michael Eustace, along with partner Ron Lucero. We specialize in helping disabled veterans obtain grants through the VA and nonprofit companies to remodel their homes. We can also handle all of your building needs, from small jobs to commercial buildings. We are also a premier American walk-in tub dealer. Call us at 505-385-6680. Also find us at agavebuildersnn.com and follow us on Facebook. Ribs Barbecue in Cedar Crest, New Mexico believes all positive things derive from freedom, liberty, and choice. Ribs is the conduit for heroes just like you. Go to ribsbbq.com and find carnivore contraband to support the fight against the crony global elitist. Ribsbbq.com. Nothing on this wide rock but a little old man. I got two miles till he makes bail. And if I'm right, we're headed straight for hell. I'm going home, going low with my shotgun. Way by the door and light a cigarette. He wants a firewell, now he's got one. He hey, Albuquerque, welcome back. You are listening to KDAZ, Albuquerque's conservative talk. 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I am your host, Becca Marie. You're listening to Freedom Speak. And we've been talking about law enforcement today with my panel of excellent experts that I have with me today. And we were just talking about the homeless encampments. We were talking about laws not being upheld because of police officers being afraid to do their job. And I think a lot of it is that a lot of politicians are coming in and they are making these people afraid to do their jobs, that they're going to be prosecuted. And something needs to be done about this. I wanted to, we've been talking about uh, people having a right to be heard in court. And I just wanted to go through the Sixth Amendment to the Constitution for those of you that don't know what it says. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against them, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. You know, just like when you get arrested, you get, you get Mirandized, you get read your Miranda rights. Now, one thing that I have talked about quite a lot, which really, really upsets me, and it's a violation, a clear violation of the Sixth Amendment, is the political prisoners in D.C. There are people that are still being held in prison in Washington, D.C. for the events that occurred in 2020 on January 6th. Think about how long ago that's been. Or is that 2021, sorry. 2021 of January 6th. These people have not received their speedy trial. Mm -hmm. They have been imprisoned without actually being prosecuted for a crime. They've been imprisoned for the accusation of a crime. So, violation of the Constitution, yet nothing's being said. And the thing that really, really annoys me a lot about this is that there's only maybe a couple of 
Republican legislatures in Congress that are speaking out against this. You know, people like Margie Taylor Greene can and, I, and Ted Cruz. Can I bring it closer to home? Yeah, please, please do. So with the COVID regulations, you know, our court system shut down all jury trials. I work on a case with a lawyer I'm contracted to work with for as an expert witness, okay? And that case that I'm working on, this guy's been in jail for almost two years. He was ambushed by gang members who ambushed him just because he's a felon now. I guess he doesn't have the right to protect himself, but he did have a gun that his girlfriend owned given to him to protect himself and protect, it was like a crowd of people, funny enough. Mm -hmm. But yet he was arrested, he was thrown in jail, and the three others that, or the, well, we believe there's two, we can confirm at least two other gunmen, you know, shot at him, and he's still in jail. Are you talking about the situation with the, uh, the toppling of the obelisk or whatever? No, 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 I'll get in that one yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. but like, no, this is a case I'm personally working oh, on that okay. the news, nobody knows in the news, trust me, we've tried to get it in the news, but uh, nobody knows about, and, and funny enough, he's a black man on top of that. And he is sitting in jail for defending himself. And he had the legal right to, and guess what? He did relinquish the weapon as the, as the law requires as a felon. Trust me, I have some issues with some of the felon laws and stuff, but not to dive too deep into that. But he relinquished the weapon. He followed everything that the law required him to do. And he's still in jail. He has not had his jury trial. And there's been a lot of there's been misconduct in different levels of this case. Um, I don't want to point fingers right at this moment because again, it's a current case. But at the same time, we have found massive issues in it. And like I said, we have found that there was other men out to kill him that day, and they shot at all these other people. But yet he's in jail for the charges of another man's crime. See, that's an interesting point. This is something I thought of a while back. Okay, you say he's a felon. Okay, he committed a crime at one point. Yeah, he did plead guilty. Felony. Okay, but did he serve his time? Did he pay his dues? Did he? Did he was paying them? He had probation. Yeah. Oh, a probation. Yeah. Okay, so he was. And so they violate it, but if his still. charges are dropped, then he's not violating probation. Right. So I, I was thinking about this topic a while back in which people are, have been committed, have, they committed a felony, they were prosecuted, they served their time, they were in jail, they paid their fines, they did whatever they were supposed to do to supposedly put that behind them. Right. But yet their constitutional right to carry a firearm is gone. Is permanently taken and away from them, case even though they case. have paid their dues. Right. And Dale's, Dale's got his finger up. He wants to talk about yeah. this one. Now, a felon is a felon is a felon. Mm -hmm. They have the right to go get a lawyer and have it expunged or locked where they can get their constitutional rights back. In theory. <laughs> In theory. In theory. No. My wife's uh, paralegal. It's been happening. But it's hard it's to very do. Hard. It's, it's very, very hard, hard to, do. to do. But once you commit a felony, you are branded for life with that. Yeah. Yes, I understand they have the right to take and move on with their life. Yes. Go through the steps. Take, get a lawyer. Fight the deal. Get it taken care of legally. I do not believe a felon should have a firearm. I was in a hunting camp. The man was using one of my guns. 
All of a sudden, three of them disappeared because the game warden came in, and I asked them why, and they, three of them said were felons. I said, I'm their guest. I go, okay, at this time, please take me to Taos, where I can call my wife, and I can get home. They refused. I picked up my rifle and my other rifle, and I walked out of the camp because I'm not going to be working with a felon use them and letting them use my guns because that will make me a felony. That's a felony for me to do that. But they have the right to go through the court system and to fix it. But see, the argument I would make to you on that, Dale, is that if they have already gone through the court system and been convicted of a crime and they were sentenced to a particular penalty for that crime and they and they took care of that they they served that sentence whatever that sentence was that should already be behind them they shouldn't have to go to court again to say oh well you know i i you know i need to once again fight for my freedom back well no you've already been convicted of the crime you've already served the time and i understand your point about that and it, yeah, and you have the right not to be around these people. You have the right not to loan them your firearms. But at the same time, I've heard the argument made that freedom comes with risk. Yes. And the Constitution guarantees your right to have a firearm. And but if you have served your time... Here's something that you need to stop and think about. Uh-huh. What were they in their... What was their felony? Was mm -hmm. it a violent crime? Did they chop up people? Did they molest kids? Mm -hmm. Them are, we cannot just forget. If it's because they got caught with dope, then they need to get with a lawyer and get it fixed. They have a way out. We have given them an opportunity and a way to fix it, if they will. Well, unfortunately, like I said earlier, our judges the ones that are putting these um, felonies and, and these charges and, and have the ability to um, change these people's situations uh, are, are unbonded. They're unconstitutionally in office. Uh, technically, under our Constitution, you cannot be an attorney and be involved in any part of our government. So 90% of our elected officials and judges are attorneys. Well, criminals help criminals, and these, these attorneys and these judges are doing uh, backdoor, under-the-table deals, uh, and, and they're not uh, providing uh, the people with a proper jury. Uh, technically, a jury of your peers means that the jury is people that know you. They know your character, your intent, uh, your history, etc. cetera. Uh, juries these days are random people, in fact, there's professional jurors, and uh, they only know the law as, as it's being taught to them. They don't understand the Constitution as it should be. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of, lot of these people that are in trouble. In fact, that's one of the things I'm going to do when I come in because the sheriff is all is in charge of the courts and the sheriff is in charge of the jails. Uh, and, and there's a lot of people that are in jail right now for victimless crimes. Well, they're going to have to be pardoned and released and, and let go. We can't be holding people for victimless crimes. Well, I, yes. I, okay, so uh, I don't understand about 
the victimless crimes. Can you explain that, a little that's further? That's something about I would that? love to talk about. I was actually yeah, thinking I'm a little about confused. That one. Well, there, it's honestly there are people in jail uh, for for uh, speeding infractions. Okay. Um, so that's what you're talking about is like speeding, misdemeanors, victimless because, crimes. Because people try to call cyber if, if crimes you do dope, a victimless crime, but it's not, and it affects oh, the no. economy, oh, no, that, affects that's people. Clearly, if you're, but I, there's a lot of people try to say if it's your a property crime. is in some way trampled on, then yeah. then you're the victim. Well, yeah. and that's why we need. That's why I keep saying we need we need we need a bill of rights for the internet, because like some of they try to make this argument that you don't have rights digitally you know it's the companies that own this it's this that owns this it's the government it's like no it's free flow of information as just like here as we're talking to each other is a free flow of information the bill of rights though does protect your property so we don't really need to change anything the problem is the legalese that they use yeah there are not the 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 language in their Black's Law dictionary right. yeah. uh, for those internet crimes. Yeah. But if you go constitutional law, if you... Oh, yeah, constitutionally... We are all offered... Your, your data is your property. That is your data. That's right. Yeah. And we're all supposed to be offered an Article Three court, yes. which is a constitutional yeah. court, and we're not. These judges are wearing multiple hats, and they are conspiring to contract people under their authority outside of an Article Three court. The same thing cops do when they pull people over. They actually coerce you into contracting with them. This is a contractual you, world. You're talking about Terry stops? Well, they, they, they are, even when they ask you for a license, okay, there is no law constitutionally that says that you have to give up an ID to anybody. But under their statutes, they're coercing people to provide an ID or else. Very simple. You're right on that. When you go into court, when you go into court and your lawyer comes up to you and says, we're going to make a plea deal, do not make a plea deal. Mm -mm. You're saying you're no. guilty. Right, mm -hmm. you are. If they take Any plea. tell me that I'm going to make a plea deal, I'm going to tell them, sorry, no, I will well, not. Well, and when you make a plea deal, you're giving up your constitutional right to be uh, to a jury trial correct mm -hmm. presided over by a, a jury of your peers don't forget magistrate Wave all please yeah don't forget magistrate now you can remember you can refuse your magistrate because they always try to put you in front of a magistrate mm -hmm. judge this is something they teach you when it comes to dealing with you know like he's talking about speeding tickets and misdemeanors they will always put you in front of a magistrate and then you're going to be convinced that that magistrate's a judge. He's not. Mm -hmm. You can demand to speak to a judge, a bonded judge, and say, Your Honor, I would like to plead. And this is just for pleading. Guilty, not guilty. You can demand to be in front of a judge. This is what I used to do all the time. I would demand to be in front of a judge because they always put me in magistrate. But what they do is they always screw up and put you back in front of the magistrate. They did this to me like four times when I was in Denver. And finally the magistrate laughed and he says, You know what, Tarek? I see they violated the, the request a third, fourth time. He's like, but if you agree to the magistrate, I will drop all charges. I will make sure that's done. And, you know, clearly the officer's not here either. So he's like, yeah, we're, we're going to drop this. You were supposed to be in front of a judge. I'm so sorry. So they, everything got dropped. And that's, that's what you do is you kind of, if you really want to fight your, your small tickets, 
Start refusing the magistrate because the problem is, is they don't have the time for a regular judge. They just don't. They, they don't have the docket, and you have to ban. Like, they had to walk, just for the plea, they had to walk me to a judge so I could plead not guilty, and then they put me back in front of a magistrate, which I shouldn't have been for the, for the, for the trial. And so that's why the magistrate's like, yeah, we got to get rid of this because we're violating his rights. I could have sued that whole court system in Denver because they kept violating my rights. Well, you know, people assume that just because these people are supposedly put into a position of authority and that they are there to judge you, that they are looking out for your best interest and they are following all the law. Let me tell you an interesting story. This sure. is really, really good because this happened to me recently. I absolutely think that these red flex camera, uh, automated camera systems are unconstitutional, okay? Because an officer isn't actually, you don't, you can't face your accuser. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to face the machine? The machine is your accuser. Yeah. There was no person there. Anyway, I got one of these tickets from a red flex camera in Rio Rancho, and this thing's already been, it's already taken care of, so I'm going to talk about it now because okay. it's great. Anyway, so I get this ticket in the mail. And it shows a picture of the back of my car with the license plates. And it's clearly my car. And it says I was doing a certain speed, and it was a certain speed limit area. And it's like, okay, well, fine. Um, I'm supposed to appear on a Zoom call for this ticket. And so I, I showed up on my Zoom call. And uh, the people on, there was an officer, a police officer on the call. And then there was a lawyer which had been appointed to serve the purpose as a judge, which I found to be a really strange mm. situation. Anyway, so mm. they told me about my supposedly my supposed infraction, and they uh, they they said, well, and I said, well, I uh, you know I I want to request that to see the calibration records for that mm. uh, for that radar Good. unit yep. uh, because I, I said I'm an yep, electronics engineer and, and, I, and I understand that these instruments are need uh, routine calibration on yep. a regular basis yep. otherwise they may not be accurate and then they went on well have you watched the the video and I said well I don't really need to see the video well they said well in the video they said it, sh it clearly shows your car going along and then two other cars near you going slower than you. I said, oh, well, fine, did you clock the speed on those other two cars? Yeah. Well, no, we didn't, we didn't do that. Well, oh, then weird. how do you know that they weren't going slower than the speed yeah. limit and I was going the speed limit? Well, we don't know that. And I said, well, then there well, again. Plus, what was the frame rate they were taking? Right, right. Uh, there's all kinds there's of things. There's a whole bunch of other so, stuff. So the, the, the guy that was acting as the judge, he said, you uh, really have a good understanding of the law, <laughs> don't you? And I said, yes, I do. Yeah. And I said, so I would like to request discovery on this speed camera because I, I need to see that uh, it was accurate. And they said, well, fine, I guess we're going to have to continue they, this. They have, to, like, they have to give and you so that. And so this you is, know? this is, you know, what if I always... If you have a good officer or good deputy, they will bring you back and say, yes, here's my yeah. logbook, here's my calibration. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. So if this you, is one thing know. I always tell people about traffic infractions. Yeah. Never, ever plead guilty, never no, ever yeah. say no yeah. contest, yeah. always plead not, not guilty. guilty, okay, yep. because there's a number of things that can happen here. Yep. 
on the when you come back for the actual trial the, if the officer that is accusing you does not it's get, it gets thrown out needless yeah. to say my ticket got thrown out i i've because the I, officer I, it won't, got thrown out because like you said we're so low manpower right now yeah the officer's not going to have really exactly. the time to show up even on zoom now i know some officers pretty pretty cool guys they get on their phone they're patrolling and they'll do it on their phone yeah yeah if the if the judge allows it and they'll testify, then I think that's pretty industrious of them uh, to do that. Yeah. If they are committed to yes, this person broke the law and I saw it, but um, but the problem is is I have a whole problem with the Zoom calling thing because it's again violating the rights of people right now in our state in our jails, even though they're criminals. Don't get me wrong, a lot of these guys <laughs> have done bad things. But they still have a right to a speedy trial. Mm -hmm. They have a right to not sit in jail and 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 just squander away their time, yeah. not being able to study the law, not being able to at least defend themselves in an appropriate manner. No matter, and I do I do really believe in the Constitution and the rights of others, but I still want to enforce the law. If you break it, I'm going to take you. In. But hey, yeah. you know, if you get a good defense, oh well, you know, you're going to get me. Right. But if if I got a good prosecution, and I collected the evidence really well, I'm going to get you. And that's the way it's supposed to be, as it used yeah. to be. That I grew up going through academy, going through all this stuff, learning about it, and take getting my experience. I would go through even more classes after that, and then investigation classes, and so on and so forth. And I really learned that. I truly believe in, yes, it's kind of cow and mouse. And yeah, they can win sometimes yeah. because maybe I missed a piece of evidence. Maybe yeah. I missed questioning correctly. But, it's, but that's fair. Right. Right now, it is not being fair to either side right now. It's just all of it's unfair. That's right. right. Dale, you had your finger up. Yes, ma'am. You said you have the right to have an attorney. You have the right to see who's accusing you. Yeah. You have the right to have a bail's bondsman. Yeah. Why does the tax-paying citizens that own a home have to get a bail's bondsman? And the people that are living on the streets that has no property is being let out on their own cognizance because they can't afford to have a bail's bondsman. Mm -hmm. So well, why are we having to get bail's bondsmen and get bailed out of jail and put our home up when the homeless that will not get picked up until the next crime they do, why are they out on their own cognizance? Now, you guys are upstanding, law-abiding citizens. We all own property. Shouldn't that be taken into respect and us being released without bail? Yeah, well, not to, not to mention we're grounded Dale, in the community. But you hear the left all the time constantly uh, spouting this nonsense about there should be equity. <laughs> okay, well, where's the equity in that? You know, why isn't everybody being treated the, the same? Why doesn't everybody have the same advantages? That's what I'm asking. Yeah, that's a very very good question. <coughs> I'm sorry. Um. I can kind of explain that with the new House Bill 68. You're going to see that anybody's going to be able to access that, right? And your fees are going to be lower. And if you don't get as much, you know, if you, depending on your income, you're going to be able to do the same thing they're doing. Guaranteed watch. So, but that's the other thing. You've got to apply for it. 
So, I mean, that's the thing. Some of these people, they, they have handlers there that help them apply for it. Or the, the, the defense attorneys, which is the, you know, <coughs> oh, that was weird. <laughs> Sorry about that. The defense attorneys, um, you know, the civil defense attorneys, right, they also can show them how to fill it out. But you gotta ask too. You know, you gotta ask a lawyer, ask somebody to fill it out, and you'll get recompense. Okay, Josh, you're rearing back, wanting to say something. <laughs> Go for it. Now spit it out. Go ahead, Josh. Well, finish off the hour. We all have a social security account and a birth certificate, and those are bonds and a, and a trust account uh, that's very, very valuable. And anytime you contract with a court or a police station or, or any sort of cop, you're contracting. And in fact, you know, even when you get a speeding ticket, that bond is valued at somewhere around $125,000. And those bonds are traded on this planet. And so they make a lot more money uh, in that sense than, than you being able to bond with a, with a bonding company. In fact, I, I, I can't remember exactly but I, I know I've talked to one of the bond company owners here in, in Albuquerque, and there's a lot of changes happening in that system. Uh, I want to say that maybe there's only one bonding company here now. Correct. That's that correct. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All the rest has been a... put out of business. Yep. Right. It's basically a state-run bonding company. Mm -hmm. it's, it's basically all state now. Well, all the prison systems as well. The, yeah, it's controlled by the state Converted now. back to the state, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of counties in the state I've learned that, uh, man, they, they do some really weird things. Uh, in Torrance County, Edgewood, Edgewood became a, a private corporation, and the sheriff does not operate in Edgewood, yeah. even though Edgewood is in that sheriff's county. And, and uh, Los Alamos, yeah. Los Alamos, uh, the, the sheriff has been taken over by the governor. The sheriff has no more power. Isn't that weird? Uh, who in the hell ever let that happen? The people? The sheriff? How well, the sheriff, I explain that, how please. How did the sheriff let it happen? Huh? Explain how that happened and what happened there. Yeah, uh, you're, you're telling me. Uh, I heard this recently from some of the people heard, yeah. uh, uh, that, that are, because I've been working with uh, the Lanel and, 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 uh, the uh, Sandia Labs, you know, uh, with all the people that didn't want to be vaccinated. And, and I was letting them know what the duty of their sheriff was. And they were telling me that their sheriff uh, had the power taken from the governor. In fact, when I had a meeting here with, uh, with the sheriff's department, I spoke with the undersheriff, uh, with many other people. Uh, the undersheriff literally told me he gets his orders from the governor. I was like, what, uh, what country do you live in? Because <laughs> Bernalillo no County, kidding. it's not how it works, buddy, you know? Uh, so we're allowing these people to to run these positions under ignorance, and that's that's a huge problem. So guys, uh, we're uh, we're wrapping the second hour at this point. So in the last hour, I want to talk about the seven steps that the left wants to use to collapse America, which I found an interesting article on that. And I also want to cover an interesting thing that I think Dale is going to like on how to survive a carjacking. <laughs> so uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> 